0: Welcome to Habits for Your Happily Ever After, where we get clear about your marriage communication. Because when your relationships are strong, you're able to concentrate at work, reduce conflict at home, and receive support for your dreams so you have courage to live your best life. I'm Rebecca Mullen, a relationship coach living in Western Colorado. And today we're going to talk about how you might be shoving in your relationship without even realizing it. We'll also talk about this week's date night discussion, and I'll ask for your stories for a future episode and offer an invitation to you regarding treasure hunts. How often do you use the word should in your relationship? What if I told you that should is killing your relationship? (laughs) I also want to propose, however, that should is a protective move in your relationship. You are protecting yourself when you use the word should. The good news is that you can change one word, the should word, and you'll change the entire dynamic of your relationship. Let's take a look at the lives of Ash and River and see how this dynamic of should plays out. Hey, we should go out with friends this weekend, says Ash. River, who was looking forward to a fun-filled weekend with Ash, suddenly bristles. River feels his heels dig in and resentment builds in his chest. You're not the boss of me, he thinks. But he doesn't say anything because he's afraid of making Ash upset. <laughs> it is Obvious to Ash that there will be no drinks with friends because River suddenly buries his head in his phone. Uh, I guess never mind, says Ash. I'll just go by myself. See, relationship communication is tricky because your fears leak out in words and body language. Saying should is a protective mood that we all make when we feel vulnerable understand where you feel vulnerable and should won't creep into your language and sabotage your desires. Because should is just a protective move. Ash had this dream. During dinner with friends, River will look at me in a way that lets everyone at the table know that we are in love. See, that's Ash's dream. Ash loves her husband and dreams of these drinks and laughter and, and, and River stealing a knowing glance across the table at her. It's because she wants that intimacy so badly that makes her afraid and vulnerable. So inside her head, Ash's, Ash's fear sounds like this. Ah, instead of going out with me, River, you'd probably rather be with your friends. And I'll go to bed alone. So to diminish that feeling of Ash's vulnerability, instead of inviting River, she makes a statement. We should. We should go have drinks with friends. Ash hopes that this statement, this should statement, gives her the distance and protective cover that she's seeking. (laughs) That is not how relationship communication works. (laughs) And the irony is that River actually feels shoved and alienated when Ash is trying to protect herself. Because should is like a relationship shove. This is what River hears. The should. The should shove. We should go out Friday night. You should... Meet me at the restaurant. Can you feel what should does to your emotions? So where do you feel it in your body? You should come out with me for drinks on Friday. Where do you feel that in your body? You should save more money. (laughs) We all feel that somewhere in our body, right? You should initiate sex more often. Ugh, we don't even want to think about where we feel that in our body. So this is River feeling that should in his heels, which dig in to brace against the authority of Ash. He feels should in his chest, which tightens up. No one wants to be told what to do, especially when it comes to love. Make sure you're communicating in a way that invites intimacy into your relationship. Because instead, this is the response you will get when you use should. You can't tell me what to do. You're not the boss of me. Right? That's how we respond when we hear should. Take a listen to other ways that should hides. Should hides in the royal we. And it's disrespectful. Okay, so you're going to soften your tone. You don't want to use the should shove. So you include yourself in the should. We should go out with friends this weekend. We should save more money. We should have more sex. (laughs) But this disguise is very thin. Should is still polluting your relationship communication. Besides, if you want to invite intimacy into your relationship, it's best to offer an honest, invitation. Here's what an invitation sounds like. Just change the word should to would and you will improve your communication. Would you is an invitation. You should is a shove. So use would you and the invitation will arise in your relationship communication. Try this, listen to how, how those same phrases shift when I add, would you, would you like to join me and my friends Friday night for drinks? Hey, would you have a conversation with me about saving money? Would you kiss me? (laughs) Can you feel how your body responds differently to these requests? Where do you feel it in your body? So this week's habit for your happily ever after is to use the word would to create an invitation rather than shoving with should. See, good communication begins with respect. You show your spouse respect when you invite them into your world. Would you is an invitation to come closer. Whereas you should or we should shoves your spouse away. When are you most likely to use the word should with your sweetheart? I want to know. Send me an email at podcast at com. The next segment of my podcast is about great dates. Eventually, we'll hear from other couples who have great date ideas to share. But because my podcast is just starting out, I don't have any other couple stories to share right now. Do you have a great date that you'd be willing to share? We all learn from each other, so sharing your story will really help other couples also have a great date. Text me your great date at 970-210-4480 or you can email me at podcast at habitshappilyeverafter.com. I want to hear about your great date. And if you're seeking a great date. I'm currently exploring treasure hunts as great dates. Do you want to plan a spectacular treasure hunt? Schedule a session with me to plan a fabulous treasure hunt date and maybe your story will inspire another couple on the podcast to plan a treasure hunt of their own. Now it's time for this week's date night discussion. It's challenging to keep your conversation fresh because you're so busy dealing with life's details. But it makes a difference when you can talk about something new or something at least from a new angle. So this week's date night discussion is about invitations. What's the most memorable invitation you've ever gotten? Would you rather be formally invited or would you rather receive that go with the flow, hey, come along type of invitation? And if you'd rather get the formal invite, what is an ideal invitation look like to you? I'm going to give you an example in my marriage. I told my husband David that it would mean a lot to me if he invited me when he got an email about a party one of our friends are throwing. I actually gave him the exact words that sound good to me. Hey, wife, would you be my date at Diane's party next week? Would you be my date is my magical phrase. And when Dave says that to me, I melt. And I wrap my arms around him. I would love that. (laughs) This is a much more pleasant interaction than we used to do when we would get out calendars and have some sort of confrontation because his email had interrupted my day. Ugh! calendars inevitably led to something someone forgot or an errand that no one had gotten done. And the phrase, hey, would you be my date? Just elevated things and took all the conflict out of it. I didn't have to get mired down in the details of, can I come? Can I make it happen? So that phrase lightened it up and made me feel invited. Sometimes David will even email me and say, would you be my date? And when I read that in my little subject line, my heart skips a beat. That's it for today. I'm Rebecca Mullen, and this has been Habits for Your Happily Ever After, where we get clear about your marriage communication. Because when your relationships are strong, you're better able to concentrate at work reduce conflict at home, and receive support for your dreams so you can have the courage to live your best life. If you enjoyed this podcast, I'd be grateful if you'd send a link to your friend. Habits for Your Happily Ever After is produced by Grace Smith. All our music and sound comes from Walk West Productions. I'm Rebecca Mullen. Thanks for including me in your relationship today.